Hey wrestling fans, producer Joe here. It's the start of a new year and I want to thank you for continuing this journey with us. This is just a quick producer's note. I wasn't on this week's episode because as of the day of this recording coming out, my dad's been in the hospital for one week. I don't know how long he's going to be in there and right now it's slightly affecting how we're recording, producing. As you can understand, it'll be it's a tough time. A couple years ago, I lost my cousin, who was my real role model person I looked up to. Obviously, with my dad being in the hospital, it's that same general feeling. I don't think it's that serious. At least I hope it's not. But I would say for the first couple months, if we're not out the day we should be, we'll be out the day after. The MLW show, I wanted to have it out the first Tuesday of the year. That's probably going to be pushed back a week or two. I appreciate your patience with everything. And whatever you guys believe in, whatever you pray to, whatever energy you feel between yourself and the universe, if you can put out something positive for my dad, I even put my last name in the title. I'm notorious for editing out. AJ's daughter's name, anytime we've used real names outside of the monikers we've chosen to portray on the show. So this is serious, or serious enough where I'm asking thoughts and prayers, dog. But it's 2020. Let's watch wrestling and let it distract us from what worries us in the real world. Thank you very much. Working Fans Podcast, cool. Yep. All right, here we go. Coming down three, two. Welcome back for another week of the Working Fans Podcast. This is AJ. I'm the former wrestler. We've got Dave, the ultimate fan, here with us. As we do every week, our producer Joe may likes to make us sound good and makes us look way more professional than we actually are. As always, you can find us on Twitter, that's at FansWorking, Facebook, Working Fans Pod. We've got email where you can reach out to us and please contact us to let us know what you think of the podcast and for any ideas that you might have. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram where you can keep up with us at WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod. And then you can now listen to us on all major platforms including Anchor.fm. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts. And you can actually check us out on YouTube. Now it's important when you go onto the Apple Podcasts and YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Give us a rating. Let us know what you think so you can help us out. And we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. Alright, it's New Year's Day. It's 12.01 as I'm recording this. And I gotta tell you, I keep hearing everybody asking me the same freaking questions. AJ Strange Brew, what are your resolutions for the new year? What are you going to do? What are you going to change? What are you going to make different? Well, here's my answer. Nothing. If you have to, on a daily basis, change anything about yourself, do that on a day-to-day basis. 
stop with all this ridiculous, it's a new year, I want to be a new person, wah, wah, wah. Not a single one of you means it. Not a single one of you is actually going to do it. If you're fat, out of shape, and can't get off the couch in December of 2019, guess what? You're going to be a fat, out of shape, 2020 freaking hog the whole year long. And I know that this is going to get some people talking. People are going to wah, wah, wah. They're going to light up Twitter. They're going to be all over me because I don't agree with this shit. But it's horse shit. And if you don't buy into that... I feel sorry for you. Don't let mainstream people con you in to believing that you should be a better person each year. Here's an idea. Try and be someone good day to day. Try and help somebody on a daily basis. Change little things about yourself, not because it's fucking January 1st, but because you have the ability to do that on, say, May 1st. Or perhaps you want to try something new on June 29th. Don't be a moron and feed into this crap. You want to be a giving person? Give to your local charities. Give to people. Go volunteer. I hear people all the time. I went for Thanksgiving and I volunteered at the soup kitchen. Well, where the fuck were you the rest of the year? I don't want to hear about it. I don't need to hear that you felt guilty one day a year. So you went there and you did something nice for someone. If you're a prick 363 days a year and a couple days a year, you're like, you know what? I'm going to be nice. That doesn't make you less of an asshole. Guess what? I have spent my whole life being a heel. Whole life. I'm not just talking about wrestling. I'm not talking about when I worked. I am talking about, in general, just being who I am. And people think I'm a heel because I say what I think and I feel what I think. Even on this podcast, I love the guys, Dave and Joe. They're fantastic. But to be honest with you, they handcuff me. They put a muzzle on me every week. Be politically correct. Be this. Be that. Help out. Don't hurt anybody's feelings. They can't know what you really think. People might protest. People might be upset. You know what? They're giving me this special time now each freaking week, and I'm going to tell her how it is. So we're going to talk about how it is in the world of wrestling. We're going to talk about how it is in the world. And we're going to talk about the fact that most of what goes on in this world is a work. If there's anything you learn as a professional wrestler is that everybody wants to point the finger at wrestling and use the f word is it fake is it fixed is it a work guess what day to day is a work the nfl is a work boxing a work miss america pageant a work you think the pretty scientist lady won is an accident no she won because they wanted all those freaking stupid debutantes to finally look like they're intelligent and they gotta have a brain between all of them so they said, hey, let's pick the lady from freaking Science Magazine that looks like she might also be able to work a stripper pole at the same time, and we'll give her a spot. It's a work. Everything is. JFK assassination. A work. Moon landing. A work. Your mom coming home for the holidays. A work. 
and we're going to talk about this every week. We're going to talk about conspiracies. We're going to talk about what is and what isn't. So I want you guys to write in. I want you to get your little keyboard warrior fingers working there on Twitter. I want you to send us emails. I want you to do everything you can. And I'm talking about all the fans. Randy Osgood, you've been with us since week one. Give me a topic. Anything you want to talk about. You want to discuss whether or not it's a work, whether or not it was freaking put together by the CIA or maybe some global force or maybe it's just God trying to get us. You know what? You want to talk about it? Send it out to us. Jimmy Evans, you say that you're our number one fan. You send us in a hashtag every fucking day. You ain't never listened day one. So if you hear this, send down a message to us. Otherwise, you know what, buddy? You're a work. All right. Happy 2020. Don't change who you are, you pricks. Be your natural self. And if they don't like it, tell them to suck it. This is AJ Strange Brew. This doesn't represent the other feelings of our podcast. And you know what? Going forward in the future, they'll probably get on to debate with me. But let's face it. If they do, they're probably a work too. Later. Of course they'll work. Somebody get back in more. It's the Working Fans Podcast with the number one fan, Dave, and the main man, AJ, right here, ready to kick it off. Brand new year. 2020 coming up me and aj kind of kicking some shit around and uh, tweaking the format a little bit today we're going to talk about things we want to see in 2020 give me a second here he's a little choked up he gets emotional about new year's this is a big time for us very excited actually we are very excited we got some great interviews coming up we just found out about today but i'm not going to reveal that don't do that in case they fall through but (laughs) we are excited about some stuff we have coming up folks aj some things i wanted to start off with this week was talking about promotions. Very excited year we had with the Wednesday Night Wars. I don't know if it's really a war, as much as just a couple programs happen to be on the same night. Very competitive. NXT, AEW, and WWE. I'm going to put WWE and NXT kind of different, but I want to know what you want to see from some of these promotions. I'm putting WWE and NXT different because I think NXT is kind of doing a good job already on its own. So maybe some other stuff you want to see from them, but WWE as a whole. I think it's important to see NXT as a separate entity. I think that it would actually cost NXT, to be honest with you, if people see it under the same umbrella. I think it, it does. It, it's come into its own identity, and, yeah. and it its fan base is coming from a different place than the WWE's normal fan base. So the worst thing that could happen to NXT this year would be to become more WWE-like. Right, they need to continue to kind of branch away. Yeah, and to be honest with you, that's the same thing AEW needs to do. AEW needs to actually get away from trying to necessarily compete with NXT as much as just trying to find out what an AEW is. Right. When right. it finds its own identity and builds its own superstars, which it's done a good job of, right. it's going to hold its own fan base. If it just continues to go, okay, well... We've got to do this to compete with them. We've got to do this to compete with them. It hurts them. And that's the mistake that, let's face it, the original WCW NWO made was they started going tit for tat with the WWE. And that's when it turned around and the WWE started to bring it back. And I don't want to see that for AEW. Right. And that's the mistake that 
TNA Impact has made over the years as oh, well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> when they decided they were going to go head-to-head with them, we're, we've got all these old superstars. We're going head-to-head on Monday yeah, night. And it's one thing at the time when you're bringing out guys like Jeff Hardy, Kurt Angle, who could go at that time. But then you brought out, like, Brian Knobs and yeah. all these other guys. It's like, what the hell are we doing, guys? The reason why people watch AEW or, quite frankly, NXT is because they want something different than the WWE machine. Right. And I don't know if you listen to Corey Graves at all. I listened to his podcast this week. They actually had Shawn Michaels and Triple H on there. Mm. And some of the things that they dive into is the fact that they're no longer trying to be the feeder system for the WWE. And they're no longer trying to be to make the wrestlers to the WWE standards as much as they're trying to make these wrestlers into the superstars that they are. And that's what's got them above and got them moving in the right direction and has made them a legitimate third option. Now, I, I, I don't know if I listened. I didn't listen to that interview, but I did hear quotes from Shawn Michaels recently. I don't know if it's from that podcast, but he actually talked about that being with NXT. And I'm going in a little bit different direction here with this, but I just think it's a very interesting story. Being with NXT helped him find his passion for the business again. That basically that he had, you know, kind of... Got away from wrestling, but now he says he's loving what he's doing even more, he would say, than being an in-ring performer. Like, just watching these kids grow. Well, I think he did what every wrestler, when they walk away, have mm. to do. And that's have that moment to breathe. Right. And that moment to unabsorb themselves from the wrestling community. Even on a smaller scale, when I stopped wrestling, I had about a year, year and a half where I didn't watch any wrestling because, it, to be honest with you, A, it was painful hmm. knowing that I wasn't going to do this anymore, that I wasn't going to try to work and wrestle. I had to kind of get myself away to make it hurt less. Hmm. And that's on a small scale. I mean, a tiny microscopic scale. Right. So imagine for somebody who's been doing this since they were 18 years old and did it until injury first stopped them the first time, then came back from the injury and then did it again at such a high level how much it takes for them to pull themselves out. Sure, makes sense. You know, one thing, I'm going to focus on NXT real quick before we kind of shift to WWE as a whole. I'd like to see personally, we have uh, events coming up like the Royal Rumble. NXT guys are going to probably be in there. Just some storyline pitches kind of real quick. I'd like to see whoever wins the Rumble, Perfect World, have someone challenge for the NXT belt at WrestleMania. If this is going to be established as the same level as Raw and SmackDown, then to me, put that emphasis on that world title, make sure that world title match gets a spot at WrestleMania, and then maybe have somebody for the Rumble. Now, one other thing you could do, not necessarily what I want to see you do, but I could see happening, is you could have an NXT guy win the Rumble, and then challenge for a title, like the world title. Like maybe I could see Keith Lee winning it and then challenge for the world title, which would be great. But ah, I just don't like somebody challenging from NXT. I want to show NXT's on the same level. To me, if you're from NXT and you go after another belt, yeah. you're taking away from NXT. I agree. Because you're saying, I want to go for a more valuable prize. I agree. Whereas I agree. if you take somebody from, I hate to say this, the main rosters right, from right. SmackDown or Raw, mm-hmm. if you take one of them, and all of a sudden they want to go after Adam Cole. Sure. To me, that's making the NXT belt as valuable or if not more valuable than the other titles. And it's also great because if you put it on the right guy, 
Like, you could elevate somebody winning the Rumble. It doesn't have to be an established star. And then they could say, hey, I'm going after you. Now, you could be elevating them and the NXT brand all at the same time. Now, here's something that I would like to see happen. Because mm. this guy's already wrestling at the Royal Rumble. He's wrestling Bray Wyatt at the Royal Rumble. You've got Daniel Bryan. No, nope, no, nope, nope. that's actually at a... Oh, no, that is the Rumble. I apologize. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been a rough couple hours. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Bryan is challenging at the Royal Rumble against right. Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Instead of having him win against Bray Wyatt, I would love to see him lose his match. Get in the Rumble. Get into the Rumble. There you go. Win in the Rumble. And instead of doing the obvious, which is I want Bray Wyatt again, Mm -hmm. I want Adam Cole. Right, right. And then we get at WrestleMania, Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan. I'll go one step further. So Bryan gets over too and Bray gets about... Bryan maybe beats... The hell out of Bray afterwards. Maybe he gets his call or loses, so Bray goes over too, but then beats the shit out of him, gets his revenge, and then enters the Rumble. So Brian Stills going into the Rumble strong, wins, and says, No, I want to establish for the best title in WWE. I want the I want the best champion. I want Adam Cole. Well, the only reason I don't want to see him snap is because I want to see Squeaky Clean, which is where he's at right now, Daniel mm. Bryan. Versus the faction that is mm. um, Adam Cole and see them actually go head-to-head and have that real, real wrestling match. To be honest with you, it would bring you back back to when Ring of Honor was Ring of Honor. Mm. Yeah, no, those, those are all great scenarios. I definitely like to see that. Uh, I'm excited. A lot of stuff coming up in January. We got the um, Worlds Collide where they're doing the Undisputed Era versus Imperium. I think that's great. You're going to put a little more focus on... The Worlds Collide thing has happened already a couple times, and it's not really been a big deal. But now it seems like this is going to be almost like a takeover type thing, where they're going to do a live event. we got a main event that we haven't seen before. And we have a takeover coming in February as well. So this is going to be exciting next couple months. I like the Worlds Collide because to me it means more. In the past when we've done Worlds Collide, it's just been... Like a WrestleMania access thing type thing. Exactly. Whereas to me, this is actually taking NXT UK, which let's face it, as much as we like NXT UK, Mm -hmm. it is not as strong right now as regular NXT. Right. And the only way to elevate it, because let's face it, we took a few of the stars that were elevating it. And Rhea Ripley and Pete Dunne. Oh, Pete Dunne, yes, yes. We took both of them off of the NXT UK roster, mm. and they were the great champions over there, and brought them to NXT. Right, right, right. So you took away two of the biggest <laughs> names from there and actually said, okay, let's use them on regular NXT. Mm. And I think that was a mistake. It's one of the few missteps that I'm not a big fan of. And don't get me wrong. It's great for Rhea Ripley, because right. obviously that's going in the right direction. Right, 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 right. But it's taken away a little bit from the UK product. We're going to talk about more about her in a little bit. But first, before we totally get off this subject, specifically, what do you want to see from WWE, the Raw and SmackDown? Oh. And there's a lot we could talk about, so let's just try to keep it like oh, <laughs> something Christ. simple. Like what, what would we like to see coming out of that promotion in particular? I think one Either the, one. I think one of the things that we can agree on is that the best thing that can happen is almost them strip down the WWE a little bit. Mm. Hopefully they learn a little bit from NXT and they strip down some of the storylines that are just a little too over the top mm-hmm. and put a little more focus on wrestling. I think Raw is going in the right direction with what they've got going on right now with Rollins mm-hmm. and now involving Samoa Joe. Right, and, right, right. I, I think that if they let them work and let them mm-hmm. have the work or rate that they can have, that Raw can become a top show again. But it's getting away from the stupid storylines. Oh, no. 
and bringing it back more towards that gritty wrestling. Right. We want more realistic storylines like the Lana, Rusev, Bobby Lashley. Yes. I think that's what you're oh, saying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> once again, Bobby Lashley's one of those athletes right. that could do anything. I will say this. Rusev, in spite of, is over like a motherfucker right now. He is. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I think part of that is because people feel horrible for the storyline he's in. Right. They're right. like, oh my God, why are they doing this to you? Right. Let's just get behind this It's like man. watching a kid get hit by a school bus. You want to <laughs> help him. I will throw this out there. This is one thing I want to see from WWE as a whole. I'm going to go a little different direction. I'd like to see them adopt, adopt this. And I know I'm asking for a lot. And I know other people have said this already. But less is more. We don't need a 10-hour WrestleMania, all right? We can maybe take a pay-per-view off the roster. We don't need as many specials. Let's just start trying to slow some of this down. Oh, and one thing for the fans out there, me and AJ might be in the minority about this, but the backstage show they're doing is actually one of the shows I love as well. I love backstage. And they need to get, people need to get behind this because I feel like they might get dropped at some point. I love backstage. And it's like, me and you might be the only ones who really love this show. I don't even Maybe people it don't realize it's on. I don't Guys, know. Fox Sports 1, yeah. 11 o'clock, every, every Tuesday night, mm. tune in, you will see, first of all, people are giving legitimate comments as to what they believe in. Yeah. They're not just saying the status quo about everything, and mm. they are bringing on people, and you're getting candid interviews yeah. with stars who are not, once again, just feeding into, you're seeing behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Like you're finding out who's really friends with who, who's... I didn't know Amber Moon and freaking Alexa, uh, Alexa Bliss were best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knew that? Right. Yeah, and it's been a good show. And I do worry about it because UFC had a show called UFC Tonight that was similar. And I liked it. I follow MMA. And the ratings tanked and they got rid of it. I, I just don't get it. <laughs> you know, I, I know. I love this kind of stuff. <laughs> AEW we talked about. For me personally, just keep doing what you're doing for the most part. You're doing a great job building up guys like Jungle Boy and pushing these guys. Stay the course. You're making some mistakes here and there, but nothing crazy. And to me, every time I see them make a mistake, it seems like they adjust. I like something AEW's done. Mm -hmm. They keep teasing the stuff with Moxley. Yeah. But they haven't gone and pulled the trigger directly on Moxley just going after Jericho. Right. Actually, I want to say this. There's a gentleman I've mentioned before once in a while. Steve delivers for Frito that I see once in a while on my shoot job. And that guy had a great comment the other day. He was saying basically what I like about AEW is they don't force cringe-worthy humor. Yep. Basically, like when AEW does comedy, it's actually funny. Yep. They're not forcing it. It's natural. And that's one thing I love. For the most part, that they do. It's reactionary comedy. Right. They're actually doing comedy in the moment, which is a reaction to what is happening. So if a circumstance happens, they make light of it, and that's the joke. They're not going out there with bad writing and just trying to turn it into a comedy show. No offense, Cole Cabana. <laughs> uh, who was on uh, AEW Dark this past week doing commentary. So yes. see some cult in the future. Maybe some dark humor. All right. We're going to go one more thing for uh, future 2020 that we'd like to see. Oh, actually, anything from any other company you'd like to... Uh... There is. I think that some of the independents right now are heading in the right direction also. Mm -hmm. You look at Beyond Wrestling, by the way, you can find that every week on, I believe, Thursdays. Yeah, Uncharted on Territory, Uncharted Independent Territory. Wrestling TV. Exactly. Guys, we have to support these groups also. These wrestlers that you're seeing right now, your Chris Statlanders, your... Uh, John Silver. John Silver. Former guest on the show, exactly. by the way. Yeah. Alex Reynolds. They yeah. all came from Beyond Wrestling a lot. Exactly. Yeah. And without these independent groups, we don't really have 
a different kind of wrestling. And as much as we love NXT and we love what's going on there, and it's great to have the Performance Center, that's one style of wrestling. Yeah, and they're only giving us two hours of that as opposed to the five hours at least a week we're getting of the other style. Exactly. And if NXT doesn't work out for whatever reason, don't put it past WWE to change NXT. Well, we what, need something different out there to well, be doing well. Well, not only that, but if you look at the stars of NXT right now, you look at your Keith Lees, you mm-hmm. look at your Adam Coles, um, you look at people who have been wrestling for years and years. These aren't people that came from the Performance Center. Did they have to go to the Performance Center when they signed NXT? Mm. Absolutely. Mm. However, these are not people who come from the Performance Center. These are people who come from independent wrestling, have worked many different styles, have worked in Japan, have worked in another one coming up. You have the Wrestle Kingdom with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yep. But if you don't support these other groups and you don't help out with independent wrestling then it cuts off all the great wrestling that you're seeing now. Mm -hmm. So get out there, get your independent wrestling TV, get your New Japan Pro Wrestling, Mm -hmm. go watch Beyond, go watch... Major League Wrestling. We'll be doing a review show on that pretty soon, folks. Exactly. If you're not out there and you're not checking out these groups, Ring of Honor still, Evolve, Impact... If you're not out there helping out these groups, NEW for your New England fans, if you're not out there helping out, then you're causing a problem in wrestling. Mm -hmm. And Keep keep, your mind open. Exactly. Show your love. One of my favorite wrestlers on the independent scene right now, hopefully will be coming back soon, Big Bacon, Brad Hollister. We hope that he's healing up good and coming back. JT Dunn, Matt Cross. If you don't know who these wrestlers are, then you're doing yourself a disfavor. And get out there and find out a little bit of now, one thing I wanted, other thing I wanted to do this week, I wanted to take a look. AJ's got his top five. I got my top five. We got top five wrestlers that we are going to put out who to watch for this year. I know me and him have at least two people that are going to be the same on our list, but that's just the way it is because... Dave looks at my list. <laughs> I was going to put different people. Like, I asked him before his list, and I'm like, ah, oh, but god damn. Like, on his list, I'm just going to put it out there right now. There's two people that are both on our list. Adam Cole, Rhea Ripley, so we'll just address it at the same time. <sighs> they had to be on our list. I don't think there's any more people that are on fire right now than Adam Cole and Rhea Ripley. Adam Cole, every match that guy is in, every segment that guy is in, he turns into gold. And Rhea Ripley, Brian Alvarez said this a couple weeks ago, and he said he knows it's kind of outrageous, but he had made the comment in comparison. I agree. She kind of reminds me of a female Hulk Hogan. She's got an incredible look. When her hand was going down for that three when she was in the sleeper hole with Baser and she stopped and, and instead of doing the no-no finger thing but she grabbed the ref by the neck and that gave her that look that was awesome that was something different the scary thing about Rhea Ripley is her age 22 22 years old it's fucking nuts she is absolutely amazing she has the size of Charlotte mm-hmm. she's got the charisma of Becky Lynch she's got every tool and she's got something you can't teach she has passion for the business Rhea Ripley could be one of the future biggest megastars in the business, especially the way women's wrestling is getting pushed now. That being said, I'll let you go with your point. Adam Cole, to me, is the one of the, if not the best, he's right there, male wrestlers in the world. I'm talking Omega, I'm talking Okada, I'm talking Daniel Bryan. Throw fucking AJ Styles, throw Cole right in there. I, I'm going to go into Adam Cole in a second. Go ahead. I want to mention one more thing. About Ripley. And, yep. Well, no, it's not necessarily about Ripley, women's but wrestling. it's the women's side. And Rhea Ripley, I think WWE is missing the boat on something because there's a rivalry that started at the Mae Young Classic and worked its way Mm -hmm. into NXT UK. 
and quite frankly could be a rivalry like Becky and Charlotte for years to come. And for some reason, the WWE has sour, seems to have soured on half of this rivalry. Mm. Tony Storm <laughs> has that charisma also. <laughs> Dave, do not start going off on your tangent. And I'm not going this, off on this, Tony Storm's butt. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually going to go... This actually, actually go, about the wrestling ability. I, I understand and that. And I'm not going to go off on Tony Storm. <laughs> I'm going off on you for a second. Yeah. Because I don't know if WWE soured on Tony Storm yet. But you love Tony Storm. <laughs> because I, you, they have, they've only took her off NXT UK recently. She just came back. And you don't even want her. Here, you're like, where the fuck is my Tony Storm? Tony There's a Storm. strong bias this Tony, year. I am biased. Yeah. I think she's got the charisma and the wrestling ability to actually be able to be up there. And I think that if you have her and Rhea Ripley <laughs> at the same time chasing the same gold, right. you're talking about a storyline that could go on for years. I don't disagree completely. <laughs> I'm saying be a little patient. I do understand the paranoia. I am biased. WWE has jerked the wrong. But in this particular situation we need to give this a little now, more time now back to adam cole yeah adam cole money no he is he's complete money he's printing money he's yeah. the machine that's going to print your money yes he is he, he's got the personality the he's look. got the wrestling ability mm -hmm. we talked about rhea ripley yeah. adam cole could go face or heel he's a natural heel like yeah. Shawn michaels where you want to punch him in the face mm -hmm. but he could actually get you to cheer for him also even when NXT was actually going up against the other two, yeah. people wanted to cheer for Adam Cole against those other places, and he did a great job of turning himself back heel. I think he's one step away from becoming more than just Britt Baker's boyfriend. <laughs> he's light years away from that. I will say this. I love him with the Undisputed Era. I don't, I'm not going to say he's better off without the era because I don't believe that because no. I think those guys are so no, talented. They belong together. That, yeah, but at, at the same time, I think he would be just fine if, say, he had a lady manager. Like, he's that, I'm just trying to say he's that good. First of all, any of that group would be fine without the rest of the group. Mm. Quite frankly, some of them would be better off, I think, if you break up the tag team, quite frankly. Mm. I think that both of those guys actually have personality where they could go into singles. However, mm. I think as a whole, they are much more valuable right. right now than they are as singles. And I think Cole is the man of that group. Oh, absolutely. Because it's not that they're all fantastic wrestlers. Who's the best wrestler? Don't take away from Rodney Strong. If you're talking Rodney about Strong. from a technical standpoint, even though I just got off about Cole being one of the best five, but if you're just yeah. talking about in-ring... All those guys are fucking fantastic. Yeah, H, every one of them can but work. But when you're talking about the look and the persona and the ability to cut a promo, Cole reminds me of a Ric Flair-esque kind of guy. Now, a, now yeah. Roderick Strong has personality also. Roderick yeah. Strong has come a long way in his NXT career. Yeah, he was and his dry as could be when he, he started. Was dry, and he's doing fantastic. Uh, had an awesome match this past week. I was on a taped NXT with Austin Theory. That kid is in phenomenal shape. And he's only like 21, 22 years old. Yeah, so yeah, look out for him. Yeah, yeah, guess who else is on my list? Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right, so let, let's fuck it. Let's segue. We both had, let's go to your list. Austin, uh, Austin Theory, Theory, yes. Four years in the business. Four years. 21 yeah. years old. 21. Four years in the business. Mm. Evolved, former Evolved Heavyweight Champion. Mm. This kid has got every tool. Mm. He's got personality in there. He's got, even though they didn't have him actually show his personality this week, they didn't give him the mic or anything like that. No, but you could tell. When you watched his body language and how he played to the crowd, and he went in there after four years and was able to have an insanely good match with Roderick Strong. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. 
Roderick Strong can have great matches with everybody. Sure. However, this kid kept up with Roderick Strong. Own. This wasn't him carry, being carried by Roderick Strong. He was in there on everything. Did he make a few choices coming through the ropes with some of his moves? That, yeah. Could be chemistry, too, first time it working. could be. Yeah. But once this kid really clicks it together, he's got the utmost potential. I didn't mention this kid. I'm going to throw something there, though, for you. There was a documentary called The Wrestlers on Viceland. They did a little series. They did about maybe 10 episodes of this where they would look at different things. One of the things Viceland looked at with this Wrestlers documentary was Evolve, and they profiled a bunch of different wrestlers, one of them being Austin Theory. And this kid's work ethic with his workout regimen and his in-ring regimen is phenomenal. Not to mention squeaky clean, clean cut kid, no alcohol, drugs or anything here. Just phenomenal. Like, well, he was a yeah. bodybuilder before he actually... Yeah. He's actually trimmed down to come into uh, and actually perform as a wrestler. This kid's a fucking employee of the month you want working for exactly. your company, no matter That's where it is. So, so I look for great things for him in the future, and then mm-hmm. in the near future, and hopefully in this year. I put down... Uh, I'm going to go one... I have one wild card on my list here. Because you notice we're mentioning Young. We're talking Young here. I went with one guy. Because it's stars to look out for yeah, in 2020, true. right? I put down Chris Jericho, the youngest AEW heavyweight champion of all time. And here's why. Because I think Jericho in the next year is still going to be the man, whether he holds the belt or not, to help elevate AEW and carry this company. Whoever is going to be the star that's going to end up and I think someone is going to take that belt off of Jericho this year. Yeah. Jericho is going to be the guy that's going to help put him over. And here we are in fucking 2020, by the way, people. So I'm telling you, watch out for Chris Jericho. Now, I'm not saying Jericho's in the same shape he once was or the matches, but the guy in the segments is still money. But he's elevating everybody. He's he elevating everybody. He's guy. He, he elevated, elevated Jungle Boys. Boys. It looked great. Yeah, so... He might get that Moxley kid over. <laughs> that Moxley kid might be over, but he might get even more over. <laughs> so I wanted to throw that one out there, just out there. I know it's a little bit of a weird pick, but guys, I'm telling you, even in 2020, watch out for Chris Jericho. No, I agree with you. I think Chris Jericho definitely has a um, good year coming ahead of him, and he's important to AEW. Here's another person who I think has that charisma that we saw with Rhea Ripley, and we haven't seen a lot of it yet, but mm. I think we're going to see a good amount of it. Chris Statlander. She's what they've been missing in that AEW women's division. It's not that they don't care about the women's division down there, but they didn't really have that person who the audience was connecting with. I We appreciate Riho's wrestling ability. We appreciate the ability of a lot of the female workers that they have down there, but they didn't have that person that was just connecting to the audience. Statlander, even with that weird thing she does where she touches her nose and <laughs> touches your nose. I like that. People are connecting to that. Did you see when she did it to Shivani? The crowd went nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. even when she did the opposite to um, Brandy. Brandy Rhodes when she went and touched right. her nose and then went to touch Brandy's and went, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and I think these people, she has a look. And she's doing because, it without saying anything. Right, because nobody really knows Chris Statland unless you've seen her from the independence. So there's a there's a lot of people getting used to her still. So she just has a presence and a look. It's not overwhelming, right? But she's just starting, folks. Like, trust me, I've seen this girl on Independence Second. Once again, to go back to that independent wrestling we were talking about before, mm-hmm. if you check out the independent wrestler, you would know who Chris Statlander yeah, is. Yeah, she's got some crazy <laughs> intergender matches she's done oh. like with guys where her and Janela beat the hell out of each other. If it's- you don't think that this girl's as strong as they're making her out to be, just please go back on um, Independent Wrestling TV. You can find some of the old shows on there, and you will see exactly how tough and strong this girl is. All right, speaking of independence, 
I decided well, another one I wanted to go a little different on. Not an AEW or WWE. A guy to watch out for in 2020. Just watch his progress. Is Davy Boy Smith Jr. Oh God! All right, this guy has continued to improve. He's got the look. He's he's legit as shit. There's no reason why this guy shouldn't already be in a major company at this point. He can do it all, folks. Submission, brawling, technical, you name it. So just a guy, like again, if you get a chance to watch MLW, David Boy Smith Jr. is another one. Jacob Fatu is another guy I could have put on this list. Super athletic, Samoan wrestler, part of that heritage. Big things from that. Looking at my list, I got one more. How many more you got here? One more. All right. Uh, all right I'll give you some. Uh, a guy I decided to put on my list, a guy that uh, a few years ago had came up from WWE, well, had came uh, into WWE at NXT, and he did okay, but he wasn't really making that many waves. Then all of a sudden, he got paired with Zelina Vega, Andrade, all right? And he had a hell of a run in NXT. He came up, seemed solid, but then kind of just floated around, didn't do nothing, and, but he continues to put on great matches, and then all of a sudden, on the Madison Square Garden House show, this guy's United States champion again. So, now, hold on. I'm going somewhere with this. Now, that is kind of random. He's super talented. But I think he's the one to watch out for because, A, he does have all this talent and charisma. And, B, he just randomly got this U.S. title. And I can't help but wonder if this maybe he has the right political stroke. You know, like maybe where some other wrestlers might get buried or, you know, talent isn't enough. I mean, let's be honest, folks. The WWE doesn't have a habit of pushing non-English-speaking wrestlers on, quote-unquote, the main roster. But here we are, this guy winning uh, the U.S. title on a Madison Square Garden show. Yeah, I think Andrade could could be in line for a big push. Just just keep an eye out of him. I'm just saying he, he seems to know the right people. Wait a, minute. <laughs> Wait a minute, you mean being a talented wrestler, not being able to speak great English can hurt you, Cesaro? It's not <laughs> enough. <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> Speaking of guys who I don't look for for a push this year, I am not looking for a push for Cesaro because I think they'll continue to bury him as usual. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Another guy he's biased with and hates, but I get it. Cesaro's super talented. Yeah, that's. I don't know why I worry about these guys. Um, now, somebody who's come a long way Yes. and who they made a tweak to their character this week, mm. Tanara in NXT. Now, you might not, you're, I can see right now, you're sitting there going, who the hell is Tanara? Mm. That's uh, Tanara Conte, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu girl. Oh. She actually, I like it when she wrestles. She has good, good chemistry when she comes out. Mm. She has got a great move set, and she's coming into her own when it comes to actually a little vicious streak there. And they made a move this week, and they got rid of her last name, Conte, and she's coming out as just Tanara this week. You're right. So that means they're putting thought into it, and they're giving her an opportunity. She does have a look, and I will say this. I have noticed continued improvement in the ring. You're going out there with a wild card to watch her out this year. I, but just, I just think this is going to be a year where she starts to make a stride. I, I'm not predicting like the other four where I think that she's going to really break out this year. Mm-hmm. But I think this is her opportunity to really go in the right direction. And I hope that WWE NXT gives her that chance. All right, before we wrap up. Is there anything else you want to talk about for this year? I just hope that we have the opportunity to continue to have wrestling grow the way it did last year. What we saw for wrestling growth last year was absolutely insane. I would like to point out, did you hear on Twitter, Cody Rhodes had come out and said that he was going to have a big announcement on Christmas. That there was something very positive he was going to announce on Christmas. Oh, yes, yes. What was the announcement? 
I don't know. Much like, I never saw the announcement. Much like the Star Wars movie I watched last night, which I did enjoy, by the way. There was a segment in there where there was supposed to be something mentioned and it never got mentioned at the end of it. I asked my friends, did I miss that? And they were like, no. <laughs> like, that wasn't mentioned. Here's a funny thing about the and Star Wars. And Cody Rhodes is a Star Wars fan. I know he's a Star Trek yeah. fan more, but to say it. Here's the funny thing about Star Wars, and um, it's kind of an interesting Let's thing. Let's tie it in. <laughs> yeah, I will. We get a, uh, I'm not, a, as you know, I'm not a big sci-fi guy. I'm not nope. a Star Wars fan. I'm not a um, Star Trek fan. No. He doesn't uh, like Mexican wrestlers either. Folks. No, I, I I like Mexican wrestlers. I Luchadors. Think, yeah, uh, who doesn't love El Dandy? <laughs> However, yes. did you know people all the time, they talk about uh, freedoms here in the U.S. They want to knock what happens here in the U.S. Did you know in Singapore, they actually cut out part of the Star Wars movie because they have the two people kissing of the same sex in the Oh, movie. I didn't know that. I heard and there was an issue with that. They cut that out in Singapore because in Singapore, it is against the law mm. to have any homosexual gestures in any movie whatsoever wow so if you're wondering now if you're wondering what freedoms we have in the u.s mm. and you want to knock this country maybe take a look at that first the working fans podcast folks we're gonna give you <laughs> fucking political statements on this show as well there might be more of that in 2020 coming all right that's it for the working fans podcast this week we got a 531 coming up later enjoy the show don't think you have to be an AEW guy or a WWE guy or girl. You know what? You 100%. Can watch and, and, and just watch some fucking wrestling and enjoy it for what it is. You don't have to. Just because you like one doesn't mean you have to hate the other. 100%. Just, you know what? Don't watch that. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Watch what you like because there's a lot more to choose from now. All right, everybody. It's Dave with the Working Fans Podcast here for the 531. It's again, it's just me and AJ here this week. Joe did text us his list, though. As well as we got a list from one of Jesse our top... Jesse in New Hampshire. Yep, Jesse from New Hampshire. Guy that's reoccurring. He throws us a list every couple weeks here. Hey, Randy Osgo, we're still waiting on your 5-3-1. You know what? I don't think anybody mentioned this to Randy, so it's okay. No, I'm mentioning it. This guy is our number one fan. He, is. he supports us every single week. We want to get Randy in this show. So, Randy, do me a favor. For the next show, put out a 5-3-1. We'll give you a topic this week, and we're looking forward to getting you involved. Also, future uh, show member, Chef. He Absolutely. Could, he could have thrown a 5-3-1 in there. No offense, yeah. Tyler. What's cooking, chef? (laughs) But, uh... Great pun. All right. So the topic this week is top five mass wrestlers. Why don't we read the people who aren't here first? Absolutely. Go ahead. You got Jesse's list in front of you. We'll start off with Jesse from New Hampshire. Jesse from New Hampshire. Jesse gave us Rey Mysterio. He gave us Jushin Thunder Liger. Okay. He gave us Ultimo Dragon. Gotcha. Everybody's favorite luchador, Mankind. Ooh, Mankind. Yeah, he might have made a couple lists. <laughs> uh, yes. One of my favorite masked wrestlers of all time, Kane. Kane, yes. And now we go to Joe's list. Joe went in a slightly different direction. He went with the great Sasaki. Yes, Sasaki is one, definitely. Prince Puma. Not a bad list. A guy who might show up on a few lists, Ray Mysterio Jr. Yeah, Ray's in there for sure. Jushin Thunder Liger. Liger again. Huh? That's the second time we're... Third Liger, yep. Psychosis. Ooh. I think an underrated masked wrestler, to be honest with you. I think I like that pick by Joe. Mm-hmm. And that's his top five. All right, so we got Jesse and Joe's top five. Why don't you hit me with your top five? All right, so I'm going to come in with um, the Pegasus Kid. Those of you who might not know. Oh, yeah, Pegasus. <laughs> this might cause a little stir out there, because that's actually what Chris Benoit wrestled as in um, Japan and in Mexico. Yes, but he was he was a good one. <laughs> yes. Tiger Mask. 
Tiger Mask. I think huh? one yeah. of the one of the original masked wrestlers to wrestle Mexico, Japan, came into the U.S. was a WWE light heavyweight champion. Tiger Mask is one of the true greats. Ultimo Dragon. Dragon. Yeah, I can't say enough about what Ultimo Dragon meant to um, wrestling once again through Japan, the U.S., uh, Mexico, the way he trained in the dojos mm -hmm. and worked his way through. I'm going to go out on a limb with Rey Mysterio Jr. Yes. <laughs> I thought about putting Senior in there just to give him a little high five, but mm -hmm. we, I went Junior. And then to me, the greatest luchador of all time, El Generico. Generico, yeah. Uh, if this guy's not in a uh, wrestling hall of fame somewhere at some point, mm -hmm. I'm going to be greatly disappointed. It's definitely one to look out for. All right, my list was much like Jesse from New Hampshire. I had Kane and Mankind on my list, yes. too. Love the luchador's talents. Uh, I also threw Vader on there. Another fine luchador who, who, talent. Who, who, who's the man? This guy, I think he might have made another list. Rey Mysterio. <laughs> and El Santo. Now, El Santo, I'm going to throw a little uh, some facts out there because this is more just kind of trying to educate you guys. Before but, Dave throws his facts out there, I would like to point out, I know who El Santo is. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is a Mexican wrestling legend. Hugely popular. Might be the most popular wrestler in Mexico of all time. He was a film star, 52 films. El Santo versus the Zombies was one of them. There's actually a statue of El Santo that's uh, resurrected in Mexico. This guy also, believe it or not, even a couple years ago, there was an animated film, uh, Coco, and his likeness was in that. And that's just in the last couple years. That's how big a star this guy is. Now, one of the people that I noticed that's not on any of our lists and I think should be an honorable <laughs> mention. No job. No, no, no. <laughs> I, want, I want to bring this up because people are going to ask us, yeah. how did Mil Masquez not make your list? And guys, it, it's very simple. Mil Masquez... He through, sucks. Well, no, throughout the industry, he's known for being a complete dick <laughs> so we just left him off the list so go fuck yourself uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right so now joe usually does a great job of keeping up with his list of who made lists multiple times i, I think, think I, did mysterio might have. I think ray's a clear cut going down to the final I, three I, I think we should eliminate ray mysterio and the reason why oh, is because i think he wins any masked wrestler <laughs> um, list and I think similar to what we did with Jim Cornette and with Bobby Heenan, okay. I just don't think it's fair to have him on the list. Then you could uh, look at uh, this list here then, too. For me, uh, I believe the guys who showed up multiple times were Liger, Liger Ultimo Dragon, and you'll love this, Mankind and Kane. <laughs> I think we should take either Mankind or Kane. I don't think we should let both of the super heavyweights into the... <laughs> okay. Not that that was a guideline. It was. It was a guideline. So let's just talk about this, though. Let's, all right, I, we're, I'm going to play ball with you this week because Joe's not here. <laughs> so sorry, Joe. It's going off the rails. However rest. you feel about this five three one, Joe. We're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> so, Mankind or Kane? Let's look at the criteria here. It's mass wrestlers. Mankind clearly has a better mass. I mean, Kane has a better mass. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because Mankind looks kind of like a jack strap. I can still see the guy's face. Man <laughs> That's like the old bank robber's mask yeah. where you can actually still see what their face is. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, by that... By that measure, yeah. we're just talking about mass. Mankind's got to go. Yeah, I agree. <coughs> All right, so that'll uh, leave us in with fairness him. to Kane with his mask. We couldn't even tell he was Isaac Yankum. So that'll be our final three. <laughs> is going to leave us with Kane, 
Ultimo Dragon, <laughs> Juice and Locker. <laughs> then we got a super heavyweight. Three here. people often mentioned in the same. <laughs> <laughs> now let's just talk about success right here. All well, right. One, one has actually been able to be elected as mayor. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> we hope to have him on the podcast. Al- although, in fairness, with the mask, we don't know it's really him. I mean, let's look at, like, overall success. You kind of got to think Kane is the most successful guy of this bunch, right? He is a former WWE. I mean, given the platform. In fairness, Ultimo Dragon, the only one who's wrestled his whole career with his mask on. Okay, so we're talking about that mask again. <laughs> I mean, longevity-wise, Liger is clearly... Uh, well, how long has Ultimo Dragon been wrestling? I don't know. Both of them have longer than Kane. Yes. So, yeah. And which is saying something, because it's not like Kane just started yesterday. No, 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 no. I remember my first time is, I think, 89, remembering Liger. I'm going to give Kane a pass, <laughs> because he's a little different than the other two. So let's see who we want to eliminate out of Liger or Ultimo Dragon. I'm going to tell you right now, your bias is my guess, and you're going to want to get rid of Liger. Not because you don't like Liger, but because I, I, you're an Ultimo Dragon Mark for way I, back. I am an Ultimo Dragon Mark, yeah. but you're reading me wrong on this one. To okay. me, I think Liger is the original of the light heavyweights. He's the standard bearer. He has recreated himself even with that mask. Even the new thing that he's doing where he actually tears the mask off right. is absolutely fantastic. You know what? I will say this. I'm more of a drag, Ultimate Dragon fan too. Yeah. But like when and, I, and that visual of him holding all the belts, I'm a complete mark for. No, no, and I agree. But when I think of the guy who set the trail and blazed it, it was Liger who first came over here with his match to a Pillman. It was Liger who was the big star that they had the cartoons and everything yeah. of it. So yeah, to me, and it looked about successful mass wrestlers, so we, so we and we're not counting Rey Mysterio Jr. Yeah. We want to throw that out there. We yeah. eliminated him because he was the obvious choice. To me, Liger would be the guy who would move on. Over Dragon. Yeah, I, I agree with you, actually, and I, yeah. I hate to say that because, like you said, I am a mark for <laughs> Ultimo Dragon, and I think Ultimo Dragon's one of the... I think Ultimo Dragon, from a wrestling standpoint, and this is going to get me some heat, Yes, actually better than Liger. And I know a lot of people remember Liger for being the creative light heavyweight that he was, but to me, Liger started to get roly-poly towards the end of his career and started to actually take away from what it is he did well. So to me, Ultimo Dragon was the better wrestler. All right, no disagreement here. Now, that's going to lead to our finals. Liger versus Kane. Now, if we want to go, who would just win in a straight shoot fight with these guys? So, Liger. Look, I got to go. I think Glenn Jacobs pulls this one out. Really, you think the 6'10", 300-pounder is going to do well against the 5'6 guy? Who's the most popular mask wrestler in the world? Now, if you go on that platform, WWE reaches far more people and far more casual fans have probably seen Kane with his mask. He's also a multiple-time world heavyweight champion. World champion. I mean, wow. <laughs> to me, the clear wow. winner here is Kane. Wow. You know what? This is going to drive Joe nuts. Mm. So I'm with you. Let's go with Kane. <laughs> so there you go, folks. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest mass wrestler of all, all time. time. Glenn Jacobs Kane. And we could have gone with Mass Superstar, yeah, by the way. Some other guys oh we didn't God, even mention. Yeah, the Grappler. The Grappler. Mr. The, Wrestling. Uh, your favorite giant machine. Ooh, no, I was actually more of a super, uh, giant, super machine. giant machine. He was good too. Yes. Or the Piper Machine. Ooh, that's a good one. So there you have it, Joe. Does Doink the Clown count? 
No, no, face paint. That's oh, paint. it is still a mask, though. Uh, face paint. Oh, he's more face paint. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it was technically Yeah, man. All right, folks. The Black Scorpion. Uh, that's our train wreck <laughs> this week. Joe, we miss you. <laughs> we hope you come back soon. Look forward to that next 531, Randy Oscar. <laughs> this is the Working Fans Podcast. We are out. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 